It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Check out his website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Dot com. We'll give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal. And today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of this book right now while you're watching or listening to this show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told. And yes, it's a true story. Somebody asked me that the other day. They said, uh, oh, that was a great fictional book. I said, it's not fictional. It's true, man. It's nonfiction. Nonfiction. So check it out. Um, all right. Coming up a little bit later on this show, we got Dax Khan uh, scheduled to join us. We got Larry Hazard scheduled to join us. And we have Alex Perpali scheduled to join us. Uh, the big fight yesterday, Tyson Fury uh, against uh, uh, Francisco uh, Piñata or Piñata. I heard it pronounced uh, several different uh, ways, but that's not even the story. The story is that Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder will be fighting uh, most likely in either November or December of this year. Um, Tyson Fury uh, looked like, well, Tyson Fury won a unanimous decision over uh, Francisco uh, Pineda. Uh, he improved to 27-0 with 16 knockouts. Pineda drops to 35-5 and with a draw with 21 knockouts. All three judges scored it the same. Well, actually, there were, in England, unless it's a title fight, the referee actually scored the fight, and he scored it 100-90. to um, What I saw in this fight, was Tyson Fury uh, doing what he does? He held uh, uh, held him up, uh, uh, you know, was boxing well. Um, but here's the thing, I, you know, no disrespect to Deontay Wilder, uh, no disrespect to Francisco uh, Pineda, but here's the deal. Tyson Fury showed me that when he uh, gets in the ring with Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder's going to knock him out. I I'm telling you right now, Deontay Wilder's going to knock him out, and I'll tell you why. Tyson Fury, for a guy his size, does not have the punching power. Uh, in addition to that, when he delivers his punches, he slaps. Now, somebody could make an argument with me and say, well, he's going to tie up 
Deontay, it's going to be like he fought Vladimir Klitschko, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's the big difference. Deontay Wilder does not have a problem taking a chance. He does not have a problem letting his hands go. And his punching power is going to knock out Tyson Fury. End of story. Uh, I don't see this fight going 10 rounds. As a matter of fact, I think that Deontay Wilder will knock out Tyson Fury within six. Joining me right now to get his thoughts uh, on this is uh, my man. Uh, uh, now, before I get uh, Sal Rocky Senecola on the line, I, I want to apologize in advance. Uh, our uh, video feed uh, for uh, uh, our callers today uh, is going to be uh, tainted a little bit. I will fix it, uh, but joining us right now uh, is my man. Uh, Sal, Rocky, Senecola, and Sal, uh, magically, I don't know if, anyway, my hang-up with the uh, uh, video is, is not there, so I don't know if you did something on your end or what, but she's a fixed. Uh, Sal. I like that. Sal, are you, are, are you shocked at what I'm saying? Billy, I, I have like, did you see, see my pantomime in, in, in the background and, and everything else? I was, I was, let me tell you something. Thank you for coming over to this side. Uh, no, no, no. no, I, no. Time know, out. I, time I, out. Time I, out. I, I said I, he's I, not going to beat Tyson Fury. He, I, 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 I mean, he will beat Tyson Fury. He's not going to beat AJ. But go ahead. What was your thoughts on the fight? Okay, let me tell you something. It was easy to see. First of all, it was a snooze fest. And, uh, you know, uh, Francisco, he, he didn't offer much as far as being a real competitive opponent. I know he tried to do what he could do. And I agree with you across the board 100% with Tyson Fury. You know, probably with his style and how he's evolved, he, he, he got away with just being this big, big, no pun intended for his ba uh, brother, baby Huey kind of guy. But uh, um, I think, you know, with his plotting and his jabs and, you know, for a big guy that tall, he does have some movement with the head and everything else. But that left is constantly down, and all I could see is Deontay Wilder in that ring, and with those punches coming from uh, left field, right field, uh, mid-center, everywhere else, than anywhere else. I mean, Deontay Wilder's going to have a field day. He's going to tee off, and this fight is going to go, you suggested, under six rounds, and I, I think even before that. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, Tyson Fury did not impress me, and, I, and like you said, he does not have the power of the kind of size and, and massive uh, uh, body mass that he carries. And, and and I can't say sit down on your punches or do this. No one's really ever taught him how to sit down or to deliver a real good punch with his whole body. Um, and maybe they did, but he just doesn't follow instructions because, like I said, he thinks he's a fancy Dan to on his toes kind of boxer. He moves and everything else. And uh, no one really, uh, he hasn't really learned how to put the weight behind his punch. They're kind of arm punches. His legs are always off balance. And you cannot step in a ring with Deontay Wilder looking like you did the uh, last night. He's going to get knocked out. Uh, you know, the, the argument here will be this. Tyson Ferry can box. He can move. He can. And, and, and I'll tell you something. Yeah, um, he, he definitely showed that uh, against uh, his opponent, uh, Pinata. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't think he has the, the chin. I, you know, I, yeah. it goes back, it, if you look, and, and now keep in mind, Deontay Wilder is going to be giving up 
probably 40 pounds, uh, between 35 and 40 pounds, he's going to be giving up uh, in, in just weight. But the one thing that's similar between the two uh, fighters is proportionately their legs are skinny. They got chicken legs. If you looked at Francisco Piata, he had, you know, big legs. He, he, he could take a, a shot. Uh, when you look at the, uh, uh, the Carl Frampton fight, you could see, you know, these guys have, have big legs. Uh, you know, they can handle uh, a punch. When you're this big in the heavyweight division, if you don't have the legs, the tree trunks, uh, to, to handle a shot, you're going to get into some, to some trouble. Listen, Steve USS Cunningham, when he fought Tyson Fury several years back, he stunned and rocked Tyson Fury. That's a cruiserweight that moved up. You know, I'm not a big fan of Deontay Wilder, but I'll tell you this. He's got punching power. He's got freakish punching power, and he showed us that he's not afraid to take a chance in the only fight that I give him credit for, Luis Ortiz. Now, I ask you this. Does Tyson Fury have more boxing skill than Luis Ortiz? I personally think no way. I would say no, or at least I would say he's similar. What's your thoughts? I, I think maybe similar. I think, you know, they're both big guys. Uh, and, and sure, uh, uh, you know, they both have the ability to move around a little bit. But uh, like I said, if if uh, if Deontay Wilder is not going to have much respect or, get, or be worried about walking into a punch, he's just going to roll over and plow through Tyson Fury. And, uh, you know, Luis Ortiz could box. And, you know, it, it, it did offer uh, a challenge for a little while uh, till Tyson Fury, I mean, till, uh, till Deontay Wilder, uh, Wilder landed some of the big haze days to, to, to slow him down. But, uh, you know, I, I could see Tyson Fury trying to just be on his toes, move, keep the head moving, and maybe for a round or two while Deontay is trying to plot and figure him out and do everything else, uh, he, he may get away with it, but I'm going to tell you this. I agree. I don't think Tyson Fury could take a real heavy, heavy shot. And I think those one of those punches are going to come right out of, from any angle and explode on the head of Tyson Fury. And it's going to be lights out. Yep. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is I, I know what the game plan is going to be for Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is going to want to uh, try and tie up Deontay Wilder, try and prevent him from getting a full extension of his punch, which ultimately would be his power. I see the only uh, uh, punch that Tyson Fury throws that will be effective against uh, Deontay Wilder. Of course, uh, the jab, uh, is, uh, presuming it, it could keep uh, uh, Deontay Wilder off. But the one punch that I see that could hurt Deontay Wilder uh, from Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury's uppercut. He throws his uppercut yeah. very well. Uh, yeah. he, he has perfected the distance, but I just don't think that he has the punching power. For a man his size, Sal, I've said this all along, he just doesn't seem to have the punching power. You know, and, and when I was really watching the fight, I, and, and yeah, it wasn't an exciting fight, but I did happen to watch it a couple of times, and I couldn't help but notice that Tyson Fury slaps his punches. With the exception of the uppercut, the uppercut's the only punch that he seems to land right right the way you're supposed to land a punch. 
But all his other punches, uh, you know, whether he's throwing, uh, well, a jab lands kind of flush, but uh, his his power punches, whether it be a a left or, or a right, are both slapping. And and the other thing is, is if he had a little more pop behind his punches, his body work is, is pretty good too. So, I mean, he's got the punches. His ability is there. I just don't think he's got enough power to rock Deontay Wilder to get the respect from Wilder. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, I think Luis Ortiz is equally uh, as skilled from, you know, just boxing, sweet science point of view. And uh, I think he's got equal or to even better punching power than Tyson Fury. No, I, as much as it pains me to say it, because no one was a bigger fan of Tyson Fury than me. Oh, I know uh, that. But, uh, but I can't see Tyson Fury uh, winning a, a, a fight against Deontay Wilder. It, it, why he's taking this fight now, um, there, mu- there must be a lot of zeros uh, that was offered to him. But, uh, but uh, to be honest with you, Sal, I, I don't see him winning uh, the fight come November, December. This week we'll get an official announcement. But uh, uh, at this point right now, and, and quite, quite honestly, uh, Tyson Fury was in pretty good shape. I mean, he was right around where yeah. uh, he wanted to be weight-wise. Um, you know, I, I just I, there's nothing in his arsenal that's going to change between now and uh, the time he fights uh, Wilder. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he goes in there and knocks Wilder out and exposes him for what I think. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't think that Fury has enough pop, and I think that uh, Fury doesn't have the chin. I think Wilder's going to win by knockout. No, and I was kind of smiling when I was listening to the commentary by our our friendly Brits over there, and, and one was almost alluding to the fact that maybe Tyson Fury doesn't want to show Deontay Wilder too much or everything else. And, uh, you know, I found that kind of comical. But, uh, no, I think what we saw of Tyson Fury last night was pretty much all we're going to see uh, when he steps in the ring with Deontay Wilder. And and, and like I said, I, I, I'm not saying for any other reason. I just, you know, what I saw didn't lie to me. And, and uh, I just don't think that Tyson Fury will have the chin or the power behind the punches to, to get the respect from Deontay Wilder because I think Deontay Wilder is going to go in that fight with that feeling of invincibility, and uh, De- and, and, and I don't think uh, Tyson Fury has anything to deter that thought to get it off track. You know, the other, the other thing is, is when you take a look at Tyson Fury and you look at his biggest accomplishment as a pro was his victory over Vladimir Klitschko. There's no question about that. His, yes. his victory over Val- Vladimir Klitschko is similar. Klitschko had uh, equal to, if not more, punching power than Deontay Wilder. Klitschko had way more boxing skill than Deontay Wilder. Um, there's no question about it. And Tyson Fury won that fight. But here's the big difference. Vladimir Klitschko, with the exception of his fight against Anthony Joshua and with his fight against uh, Kubat Pulov, was always a very cautious fighter. Just like yes. when he fought Tyson Fury, he was a cautious fighter. And the truth of the matter is, is when Vladimir Klitschko went all out, like he did against Pulov and against Anthony Joshua, not only was he exciting, but he demonstrated his punching power. Um, that version of Klitschko would have knocked out Tyson Fury. But that's not the version of Klitschko that showed up. When you look at Deontay Wilder, there is only one version of Deontay Wilder. And Deontay <laughs> Wilder goes for a knockout. That's what he's been, uh, you know, brought up to do. 
uh, in the sport of boxing. That's his claim to fame, that he's got this punching power. That's all he does. He's a one-trick pony. And that one trick is going to be enough to beat Tyson Fury. We'll talk about this uh, as the show goes on. But I, I just another heavyweight fight, um, Bryant Jennings. Now, we're going to have uh, Larry Hazard come on a little later. And uh, this fight was in his uh, backyard. It was at Atlantic City. Atlantic City. And, uh, good to see that. Um, Bryant Jennings improved to 24 wins, two losses with 14 knockouts when he stopped uh, Alex- Alexander Dimitrenko. Uh, in the uh, ninth round uh, of their scheduled fight, Dimitrenko loses for the fourth time in his career. Had Bryant Jennings on the canvas, uh, didn't seem to hurt him, uh, but Jennings came back and uh, dropped uh, Dimitrenko several times. And then the last time uh, in the ninth round, he was dropped with an uppercut, and then the referee waved it off, which really ticked off uh, Alexander Dimitrenko. Uh, was, uh, was a little uh, PO'd that the fight was stopped. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the uh, uh, right guy won. Uh, of course, I mean he he took it out of the judges' score, uh, of the judges' hands. But uh, the truth of the matter is, as much as I have always loved Bryant Jennings, you know the one thing that's missing with Bryant Jennings right now is his lack of full blown attack. Now he went after Dimitrenko in this fight once he rocked him, but prior to that he could have hit him all day long. Lennox Lewis was uh, ringside. And yes. was saying just that, yelling that. Um, I, I like seeing Lennox uh, Lewis uh, ringside. But, uh, uh, you know, Jennings, I think it shows that he's just a little too small. I don't see him uh, being competitive with a, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua, uh, a, you know, uh, Deontay Wilder, even a Tyson Fury. Uh, but I'm sure he'll, uh, his, he'll get his shot. Did you get a chance to see that fight, Sal? Yes, I did, and uh, it was probably one of the more uh, exciting fights of last night. But uh, uh, you know, they did what they had to do. Two big guys in the ring, and uh, uh, you know, when I first saw uh, Alexander, I, I didn't really think too much, even though his size, uh, uh, he looked like he was going to be uh, able to uh, use his, his 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 body mass to to either absorb or tie up, which he tried to do. Uh, tie up Ryan Jennings and things and wear him down. But uh, with that, I just thought that Jennings was doing what he had to do, bide his time, uh, land where he could. I thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive. I thought he could have been a little more effective. Uh, uh, maybe slipping into some of the punches to get inside and to, to punch in bunches and things. But sometimes these big guys just don't do it. And I'll tell you what. What I was thinking, and I, I, I think about it quite a bit, when I Geez, that must is, geez, that must have hurt, huh? It did. It did. I'm still recovering. <laughs> you know, Billy, it's it's just hard to to see. You know, you're in there. I, I there, it's a lost art of of a fainting, of of faking and slipping and doing things. It's just really a lost art. I don't see too many fighters utilize that t- today. Maybe I maybe I'm missing it, but uh, um, I because you know you look at what you could do to to best your opponent, and I thought that. Uh, Jennings could have uh, uh, had a little more effective aggressiveness, as we'll utilize or say. Uh, he did land that jab very well when he took the time and slipped and and and, and put it right on his uh, chin. But uh, I thought he he could have been a little bit more uh, assertive with his style coming forward, slipping punches, cutting off the ring, just those simple basic things that fighters should be able to do. Uh, 
you know, again, again, it was against a bigger guy, and I'm sure that with the weight uh, uh, he felt and everything else, but uh, um, he did what he had to to win, and he did win. So uh, I give him credit for that, and uh, I, I thought he did a decent job. You know, the funny thing about Brian Jennings is that this guy is in phenomenal shape, you know. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's he's always in shape, and, and he never seems to tire. There's got to be a reason why his punch output has uh, has lowered. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that that it has. I mean, again, like I said earlier, when he when he got Demetrenko in some trouble, he, he went out uh, and 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 closed the deal. But uh, uh, prior to that, he he just seemed tentative and and uh, didn't want to let his hands go. Lennox Lewis was. That was one of the things he kept saying. He said, "Let your hands go, throw, you know, fight, you know." And uh, yes, um, you know, I, I agree uh, with uh, uh, Lennox. Uh, the other fight I just wanted to mention is uh, Carl Frampton, uh, who's an interim uh, featherweight champ right now, improved to twenty-five and one uh, when he beat Luke Jackson, who went into the fight uh, previously unbeaten. Beaten, he's now uh, sixteen and one. Uh, I think Frampton now, by the way, is twenty-six and one. Um, well, they were the main event on the uh, uh, Tyson Fury Francisco Pinata uh, card. Um, a body shot uh, really hurt um, uh, Jackson in uh, in the eighth round, and then uh, by the ninth round, um, Jackson was hurt again, and in, in uh, his corner uh, uh, threw in the towel. You know, if I was the corner, I probably wouldn't have let. Uh, Jackson, and no disrespect to him, go out uh, for the ninth round. The reason was he clearly hadn't recovered from the body shot, but he had taken a beating before that. I mean, his face was all swollen, and this was a guy that never fought the likes of uh, a Carl Frampton, who looked really good. I mean, this kid was fa- uh, you know, Listen, Carl Frampton was always good, but last night uh, he looked sharp. Uh, he was throwing his punches uh, very... Uh, uh, very crisply, I thought. Uh, that was the word that came to mind when I was watching the fight. He, he was crisp uh, in there. He was accurate, uh, was in phenomenal shape, and uh, he took out Luke Jackson exactly how he should have taken out Luke Jackson. Again, no disrespect to Jackson, but uh, this is a guy that never fought anyone uh, of uh, Carl Frampton's uh, uh, level. So uh, congrats to uh, uh, Carl Frampton. But uh, uh, back to uh, what I think is really uh, the news uh, is Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fighting. Uh, the official announcement uh, will be made this week, this coming week. And, um, you know, I, I, you, we've been talking about the fight that we wanted to see. We wanted to see the unification between uh, Deontay Wilder and, of course, Anthony Joshua. That's the fight we all want to see. But Tyson, and nobody ever mentioned Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury was the guy that we were looking at once he got back in the mix. This would be a great matchup for Anthony Joshua. You know, it's a a domestic fight. It's this, it's that. Uh, And then, you know, all of those contract negotiations that fell through and all the criticism that I personally gave uh, Deontay Wilder, all of a sudden, comes up with a fight against Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury said he would fight Anthony Joshua, but he was demanding for $50 million, uh, right now. I don't know what the finances are. Uh, I don't even know what they're projecting the finances to be uh, for uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. But we do know this. It is taking place in Las Vegas. So 
uh, Tyson Fury will be coming here to the States, and it will be taking place sometime between uh, in either November or December. Um, you know, I, I, I like the fight, and, and I like the fact that um, Deontay Wilder's team was able to find this fight, and it's kind of a you-know-what to, to Anthony Joshua. You know, hey, we'll get this, but um, I don't know. I, I'm a little surprised the fight was made, Sal. Um, what's your quick thoughts before we take a break here? My quick thoughts, that's going to be hard. But, uh, no, I think the, the idea here was either, I looked at that fight last night with Tyson Fury, and all I could say is, you know what, I, I think he's he would have fared better or looked better against uh, uh, Anthony Joshua than he's going to look against uh, Deontay Wilder just because of the styles. Uh, but um, I, I think that, you know, it is what it is. I think it was a calculated uh, risk that the Deontay Wilder uh, camp said, hey, this is going to propel us to uh, at least earn more bucks when we get around to fight Anthony Joshua. If we do look good beating Tyson Fury, then uh, because I think this is going to also propel um, uh, Deontay Wilder to a new high as far as a payday. I think what was the last one was $2.5 million. This should give him at least $5 million. Uh, maybe more, and then that'll put him in a class that uh, he's looking to get with uh, the respect of uh, being a, um, a, a, a an equal or so to uh, De- uh, to uh, Anthony Joshua when they do showdown and do finally fight, if both their calculated risks pan out and work to their side. Well, I I clearly agree that. Uh, should uh, Wilder, which I think he will, beat Tyson Fury? It's gonna, it's a game changer for negotiations for uh, yes. for Anthony Joshua. But with all due respect to Tyson Fury, it is a risk for Deontay Wilder should he lose. Big time. The thing that yeah. surprises me is what Tyson Fury must be getting paid. I mean, I, you know, this is a guy that has demanded outrageous purses before. Um, you know, if he if he fought another heavyweight that wasn't you know too dangerous, um, chances are he could have gotten a fight with Anthony Joshua and made more money. So I'm a little confused at the path that Tyson Fury has taken. I think it's a great move for Deontay Wilder. Great I, I mean, I, even if Deontay Wilder is getting paid less, I think this is an extremely smart move for Deontay Wilder. It positions him big time uh, against big time. Anthony Joshua, uh, but I, I just question Tyson Fury. You know, is he cashing out? Uh, is he uh, is he is he really going to fight to win? I mean, I, I don't know. These are the questions that that I have uh, you know in my mind right now. But listen, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're scheduled to have uh, Dax Khan join us. And one thing I do want to say right now. Um, you know, they were saying that this fight, uh, the Tyson Fury um, uh, Pinata fight, as well as the main event, Carl Frampton against Jackson, uh, was supposed to be on uh, YouTube and Facebook, which it was. But here's the thing. Showtime showed it on Showtime Extreme. That's where I got to watch it. That's where I enjoyed watching it. Showtime, boys and girls, has officially, in my opinion, knocked out HBO when it comes to boxing. Showtime is there, and HBO, well, it's not. 
So uh, anyway, listen, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dax Khan will get his thoughts uh, on the three big fights. So uh, don't go anywhere. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, joining us right now, now we have a, uh, a new uh, phone system that uh, apparently has some bugs in it. But uh, joining us right now uh, is uh, uh, Dax Khan, who uh, was starting to panic a little bit, uh, asking me that I might want to answer the phone call. But uh, truth of the matter is, Dax, uh, I was trying. So uh, we got you on so you can... Uh, Keep your shirt on. I see you're almost taking it off. What was your thoughts on Tyson Fury <laughs> and Francisco Piata? Well, one thing is you got to give Tyson Fury credit. When he sets his mind to something, getting in shape, he can. Yeah, I don't see the old Tyson Fury. I see a guy more or less going through the motions, and that's what I seen last night. Um, in his first return bout against uh, uh, Seferi, who was a much smaller opponent. You know, Tyson Fury's holding him like a baby, rocking him back and forth in his arms for uh, PR uh, pictures. Against uh, Pianetta, Fury showed off his boxing ability. He has phenomenal movement. Even Deontay Wilder was saying ringside how surprised he was at the fluidity of Tyson Fury. Um, seeing them in TV and uh, seeing it in TV on TV and in person are two different things. But, you know, Tyson Fury, he kind of had the right opponent in front of him. No, I mean, uh, uh, Pianetta... Yes, he fought Vladimir Klitschko, but that was five, six, seven years ago. He's been stopped by Kevin Johnson. Um, he lost to a virtual unknown with only 12, 13, 14 fights not too long ago. He threw in single digits. So I think Tyson Fury was allowed to do what Tyson Fury wanted to do because of who he had in front of him. So, um, you know, I look at this performance and say, you know, it's not that Tyson Fury is not capable of being better or doing better, but to me right now, he's just going through the motions. But, you know, in the past, Bill, Sal... We've been proven wrong by uh, two other Brits that we always thought were just going through the motions were overrated, and that was Joe Calzaki and Lennox Lewis. True. So whatever's going to happen, I don't know. But as of what I seen last night, I'd have to say that Deontay Wilder walked through him pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. I, I, we, we all are all the same. Yeah, page. we're we're all we're all on the same page. I I don't think that uh, you, you know I have to look and and Dax, I know you've looked at this fight uh, many many times, but the fight I that that I'm drawn to when I think of the potential showdown between uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder is, of course, Tyson Fury against Vladimir Klitschko. And although Klitschko can punch, in my opinion, just as hard as Deontay Wilder, and in my opinion, he was a much better uh, all-around uh, boxer. There's no question about that. And Tyson Fury got the W there. But the difference, like I was saying before we went to break, is that Klitschko wasn't willing to really go in for the kill. He was so cautious and had to, you know, wait until his punch was uh, uh, perfect before he let that, that right hand go. Um, I mean, all the stars had to line up for him, and ultimately it cost him that particular fight. 
Deontay's not going to do that. And although Tyson Fury is really good at tying up his opponents and leaning on him and doing all these things, I don't think Deontay's going to let him do it. I think Deontay uh, is going to dictate the fight. I, I think Deontay Wilder uh, will connect. And I've always said, I, I don't think Tyson Fury uh, has the chin. I mean, Steve USS Cunningham rocked him. What's your thoughts on the uh, comparisons with uh uh, you know, uh, Klitschko and, and Wilder, you know, in terms of uh, Tyson Fury fighting the two of them? Well, well, first of all, what we have to put into perspective is that Vladimir Klitschko had been champion for nearly a decade, and he had a young wife, he had a new baby, he had money, he had beaten everybody there was to beat, pretty much. So that was a very uninspired Vladimir Klitschko, who more or less at that point in time was going through the motions. And when he came back for that AJ fight, he just had that little bit of spark in his stomach that all fighters get. I just got to see what I have in me one more time. But, you know, so if that was a Vladimir Klitschko of two, maybe three years beforehand, I couldn't have seen Tyson Fury beating him. But, you know, and that's not taking anything away from Tyson Fury and not to take anything away from Deontay Wilder. But as of right now, Deontay Wilder is certainly not a prime Vladimir Klitschko. And the fact that what you stated with Vladimir Klitschko, the, everything had to be aligned right. He had to have the opponent standing a certain way um, He uh, before he let his hands go. That's um, more or less a tribute on exactly how good he was because there's not many guys that can actually go out there and say they can let their hands go when they want to and they can wait for everything to be perfect and they can go out there and still dominate and win the fight and that's the difference between Vladimir Klitschko and a Tyson Fury and a Deontay Wilder so you know there's a big difference there but uh, Deontay Wilder is definitely as mobile as Tyson Fury he punches at odd angles we know he has that one shot knockout you know uh, that one punch equalizer so you know, Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, in my opinion, it's just going to be a big name fight, but it's not really going to be a big fight once that bell rings. Dax, let me ask you this, too. Um, you know, Tyson Fury has a knack for tying up his opponents and, you know, getting them inside. And, and Sal and I were talking earlier. The one thing that I really like about Tyson Fury, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a big Tyson Fury fan, but the one thing that I, I admire about him is his ability to throw devastating uppercuts. I mean, they do some damage, and I think that that's going to be the punch that would be effective against Deontay Wilder. The problem is, is I don't think that Wilder is going to let him tie him up and lean on him and stuff like that. And Tyson Fury, for a man as, as big as he is, just doesn't seem to have the punching power uh, that he should for a guy that monstrous. He slaps his punches, it seems. And, um, I, you know, I, I can't see Deontay Wilder really respecting him much because I don't think he hits any harder than Luis Ortiz. And um, Deontay Wilder's got to be feeling pretty good about absorb being able to absorb uh, Tyson Fury's best punch with the exception of the uppercut. What's your thoughts? Absolutely, he has to be. Um, you know, as terms of the size, a guy that size, it's hard for guys that big to be able to sit down and throw a punch. Look at uh, Nikolai Vluev, you know, a guy who was a monster, seven foot tall. He wasn't a big puncher. He was a volume puncher. Uh, look at even uh, Vitaly Klitschko. Vitaly Klitschko was not a knockout artist. He was a volume puncher. Vladimir Klitschko, on the other hand, had a different makeup, a different um, a build, physique to him. You know, he was compact. He was muscular. Um, he had some stamina problems like Anthony Joshua, which is uh, another reason why he adapted that other style, but, you know, he was able to get his jabs were a lot like many of the heavyweight power punches. And so, you know, 
you know, that that is definitely the difference with Tyson Fury. He doesn't know how to find a, he hasn't been able to find a way to sit down on those punches. And on the inside, he's really not all that effective either because when he's inside, he's not really on balance that much. Same thing with uh, Deontay Wilder with those skinny legs of his. He has shown a pretty good chin when he was uh, on the ropes. And I stress that. And I'm not saying Deontay Wilder has a bad chin, but when uh, Luis Ortiz hit him and he was rocked, he was against the ropes. So, um, you know, that's definitely a uh, play into both their hands. You know, one guy has a weakness where, uh, he, you know, he has those weak legs. You don't really know how he'll be able to take a flush punch in the center of the ring. The other guy can't really deliver a punch. But, you know, it's an exciting fight. But neither one of these guys are Vladimir Klitschko. And neither one of these guys are even Chris Bird. Neither one of these guys are... Right now, these guys, right, you know, they're the, they're the uh, dog and pony act, in my opinion. The whole heavyweight division right now is the dog and pony act, but I'd have to say that if uh, I had to choose one, Deontay Wilder would be the guy that I would say, you know, is, is the best. He's the class of the division. And if I had to pick one, if there was a tournament like a Super 6 type thing, I'd say Deontay Wilder comes out the winner and he gets better with each fight, unlike these other guys who just keep doing what they're doing. Dax, I know the fight that you enjoyed the most this weekend was the, well, I'm assuming anyway, was uh, Carl Frampton. I know you're a big fan of him. I thought he looked great. Very crisp is the way I described it. He was fighting, uh, you know, wasn't in there with Leo Santa Cruz, but let's just say, but he looked good. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to his next outing. What was your thoughts on, uh, on, on his performance? Carl Frampton, you know, he always he's a fighter. Carl Frampton goes out there to fight. He goes out there to win. I think he might have underestimated Luke Jackson a little bit, uh, the former Australian Olympian, who, in my opinion, was is a lot like Jeff Horn. You know, um, you don't really think he's going to come out and do much. The resume is not that impressive, but he's darn tough. I would certainly like to see Carl Frampton versus Leo Santa Cruz three. I'd like to see Carl Frampton versus Mares. Carl Frampton against anybody is an exciting fight. And I think Carl Frampton is still, in my opinion, one of the top 15 best fighters pound for pound in the world. Frampton top 10, you said? No, about top 15. I won't say top 10, but he's in the top 15, I would say. You know, I just want to say I saw remnants a little bit. And, and believe me, they're totally different fighters and not uh, not to discredit. But I saw little shades of a, of a mirrored Vasily Lomachenko with Frampton. The way he... He stays in a pocket. He can slip a punch and deliver. He's right in front of you. Not not to compare the two, because I think Vasily Lomachenko is one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world today. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Frampton, he's there. I mean, he's a constant. He's a workman. And uh, he showed it last night. He was masterful. And against his opponent, yeah, maybe maybe he had an opportunity to, to, to look that good. But I agree with you. Any fight that Carl Frampton's in, he comes to fight, he comes to win, and he's there to, to, to put it on. You know what separates Carl Frampton from all the other Irish fighters? And I love the Irish fighters because they go in there and they are in there for the long haul. You have to literally knock those guys out clean to get them out of the ring. You know, no Irish fighter is going to give you an easy night. It, it, it just doesn't happen. You've never seen it. They're not always uh, the most technically sound ones. But Carl and the other thing is a lot of the Irish fighters, they lack that chin. We've seen that over the years. Either they take too many punishment, too much punishment because they have this horrible defense or they just have a really bad chin and they get knocked out uh, when they step up. Carl Frampton is one of the very few Irish fighters in history, or at least within the last two eras, that has boxing ability. He has a solid chin and he can and um, 
You know, he can uh, go the distance. He has great stamina. You know, Carl Frampton really is a complete package, and we yeah. really don't see that Very with the Irish fighters anymore. No. Um, Dax, what was your thoughts on uh, the Jennings win? I you know this. Yeah, I like Brian Jennings. You like Brian Jennings. Brian Jennings like is him. a likable guy, and you want to see Brian Jennings do good. You know, the division we know is ruled by you know these huge heavyweights. A six foot four Joseph Parker, even when he was WBO champion, you know he looked like a light heavyweight next to some of these guys. He looked like that when he was next to uh, Anthony Joshua. Even Brian Jennings, though, even at six foot three with eighty four inch reach, is a big guy. He was dropped by Dmitrienko, then he comes back later on. He drops Dmitrienko, but what happens with Brian Jennings, and we've seen that, is every time he steps up to that next level against these big guys, he fails miserably. He was forced into survival mode against Vladimir Klitschko. Um, we know what happened with Luis Ortiz. So, you know, Brian Jennings, I'm not really sure, you know, what, what's next for him. Uh, there are some small heavyweights out there that are very good fights. Uh, and while Char is not a big guy around Jennings' size, or even Trevor Bryant, the uh, interim title holder who uh, holds that belt that Jennings fight for against Luis Ortiz. You know, so I'd like to see him go against one of those other guys. But as far as... Um, Deontay Wilder or against Anthony Joshua or even against like uh, uh, Daniel Dubois. I don't see Brian Jennings having very much success. So, you know, he, he's at a uh, crucial point in his career. He had a great performance last night. He, you know, he showed the heart. We know he has that heart. So, you know, Brian Jennings, unfortunately, he's kind of got, like we speak about uh, Irish fighters, he's kind of got that Jerry Quarry bad luck where he just came around in the wrong division. In another division, you know, 15 years ago, he'd have been a champion already and he'd have been a, a a long-reigning defending champion. But right now, it's just the wrong time for a guy at six foot three to come along in the heavyweight division. Well, the thing about Jennings is that he seems... Well, I, first of all, you probably weren't even paying attention to that fight. You were so excited that Lennox was ringside. But, uh, um, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Jennings, um, you know, he seems to have stopped throwing punches. Remember when... He used to go in there. I used to say, people say, well, what do you think of Jennings? And I went, well, you know, he seemed to be a cross between, uh, you know, Michael Spinks and Evander Holyfield. I, that's what I thought. He fought awkward like Spinks and had the recovery powers of, of, uh, of Evander Holyfield. But he doesn't seem to do that anymore. Something has changed. Uh, he, didn't seem, he doesn't seem to tire, but like Lennox kept yelling at him, he wasn't throwing the punches either. The only time he really let his hands go was once he got Demetrenko in some trouble. Do you see any reasons for that? I mean, uh, you think it's just, I mean, he's got, if I'm not mistaken, he's got John David Jackson in his corner now. So I'm wondering why uh, he's not throwing the punches. It's almost like he's thinking too much in there. What would you? Did you notice that? Well, think about his two losses against Klitschko, and Ortiz against Klitschko there wasn't much he can do you know that was more or less Vladimir just batting a fly and that's no insult to Brian Jennings just that massive size and that Vladimir Klitschko pedigree that he had even though that was close to, uh, it was at the tail end of his career just before the uh, Tyson Fury fight but then look what happened in the Luis Ortiz fight eventually 
a smart guy, and Jennings is a smart guy, has to say, you know what, I can't stand in there and trade with these guys. I have to figure out another way to do this. And the worst thing you want to do is go out there and get tired. When you're six foot three and your opponent's got three, four, five inches on you, and he's especially got 40 or 50 pounds on you and he's leaning on you, I don't care how good a shape you're in, you're going to get tired quickly. So I think, you know, he had to adapt a different style because of the different size of fighters that he's going in against. If he was in there against another fighter his own size, I think we'd see the old Brian Jennings again. Yeah, but he's uh, traditionally he's always fought bigger guys. I mean, he was a, he's considered a small heavyweight, you know, uh, you know, monstrous guys. Yeah, Demonchenko, a monstrous guy. Uh, you know, Deont out of all the heavyweights, with the exception of the height, Deontay Wilder is more like his size in terms of build and everything else. But uh, uh, I, I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for Jennings. Um, but uh, I just can't see him competing uh, against these big, fast, athletic guys. I just, I, I just don't see it. No, like I said, you know, those guys that are around his size, the Manuel Char, um, even Joseph Parker, and um, Trevor Bryant, and those are all good fights for him. And those are all, you know, you know, the size of heavyweight when heavyweights used to be heavyweights you know now we have these giant monsters you know there's no other way to put it these guys are humongous and when you're six foot three even at 225 pounds with 84 inch reach you're undersized so you have to make some sort of adjustments because brian jennings is too big to go down the cruiserweight so you know if the division isn't going to suit you you have to do something to help suit the division hey speaking of trevor bryant isn't he a world champion now he's an interim title holder, <laughs> but you know let's let's uh I got to get into something. John, I promised John Scully that I would bring this up today uh, with you and Sal. You know, John Scully, you know, he, he addressed that fight and he said, attention all boxing media fans. When is somebody going to forcefully address this? The WBA has Anthony Joshua and Manuel Char as their heavyweight champions. How can there be two champions in one sanctioning body and now they <laughs> add another Trevor Bryant as the WBA interim heavyweight champion? I Agree. How is this going to be addressed and what's going on here? While well, I'm addressing now, Bill, Sal, John Scully, it's about the money. It's nothing more than about the money. Because even while fans argue amongst themselves and complain that there's too many world champions, which guy is the world champion, which belt is actually worth anything, so long as a promoter can build a fight, a world title fight. We've seen that recently on the Kovalev card with all the IBA titles. A lot of people are out there are going, What's an IBA title, even though it's been around a long time? But the fact is, you can bill it as a world title fight, and that brings in tickets, that brings in views on TV, and all that money has a trickle-down effect. So the WBA, so long as they can continue getting those fans in there, and those uh, venues and those pay-per-views or uh, regular TV views, be HBO, Showtime, ESPN, keep raising up, they can raise their sanctioning fees, their percentage can get bigger, and more money goes into their pocket. And while that happens they're not in any any shape form you know they're not even going to debate taking away one of those titles uh you know years ago when virgil hill was the wba cruiserweight champion and um he was getting ready for his fight against uh uh, uh Brudoff, he told me that he had to find his own opponents he was telling me about how the wba will concentrate on the big money guy while they let the other guy float around 
find his own opponents so long as he keeps bringing in the venue. And then when they feel that that guy no longer is valuable to them, they will try and feed him into the guy that they know can beat him and restart that cycle. And that's what that's all about. There's nothing more to it than just a money greed game by the WBA. So so let's, let's get this straight. Frezzaquendo, who hasn't fought in over three years, He's fighting again, right? Now, who, Now is he fighting Manuel Char, who's their, their regular WBA champ? That's that fight, right? Or is Frezzaquendo fighting somebody else? Well, I, I don't know. From, from the way, the best way I can put it together is Frezzaquendo is going to go to court for another 15 or 20 years. And then sometime around 2042... He should be able to get himself inserted as the mandatory for the super champion. By that time, all the champions now will be long retired with grandchildren, and Frezzaquendo will always remain that spot. Frezzaquendo is going to get the WBA equivalent to what they did with uh, Vitaly Klitschko, and he is going to be the WBA's all-time mandatory challenger for the regular, not interim, not super, but regular (laughs) title. You will never see another number one challenger for that belt but Frezzaquendo. Well, Frezzaquendo was supposed to fight. He didn't. Uh, he got the, He won his court battle like, like you're, you're uh, joking around about. But in the meantime, Manuel Char actually won the WBA's regular heavyweight title. Now, Trevor uh, Bryant uh, fought BJ Flores. <laughs> For the interim WBA, which is is a joke because uh, whatever, and so now I would think that the winner, the Trevor, is going to have to fight uh, Frezzaquendo Manuel Char winner. If if indeed Frez is, for some reason, I think Frezzaquendo is fighting someone else first, and then that fight will that the winner of that fight will fight Manuel Char. I, I, I mean, the bottom line is. Has the WBA uh, reached the lowest point, or can they go lower, boys? Well, first of all, at this pace and how often he fights, we'll see Frezzaquendo win a battle in court over misbilling on Social Security. We'll see him win a battle doing anything else but inside that ring because even... To get this mandatory status after the uh, last Shigaya fight, how long was it that he did nothing? I, you know, I don't really, you know, I, I don't know. I don't understand how the WBA allows this. You know, when the fighter is inactive over a year, then come two years and come three years, that's it. You're done. You know, nobody's saying that you can't go and fight somebody else, but, you know, that's what Fred Quendo has chosen to do. And the WBA, more or less, in my opinion, they've just always used that as a backup on, if anything goes wrong, we ever need somebody, we can always put this guy in here with him. You know, that's why I mentioned about Virgil Hill. When he was the champion, you know, when he lost that title to uh, Mosk, he actually went out there and he looked for Henry Mosk himself. I remember speaking to Virgil Hill's uh, PR agent, and she asked me after I did the interview before the Brudoff fight, do you know where we can get in touch with Henry Mosk? Have you, do you have any contact information for him? Because we're trying to make a title fight for Virgil. And nothing has changed. As far as the, um, the interim belt, look, 
that title, you know, it was promoted by Iron Boy Promotions. No offense to them. You know, they're, they're a solid, uh, you know, regional uh, promotion company. But there was no television rights. Uh, the weigh-in was in a small uh, sushi-type restaurant. I'm not really sure what the venue is, but, you know, it wasn't a spectacular venue. Um, I, I actually got to see highlights of the fight from people that were at the fight that were uploading um, clips of the uh, fight onto uh, YouTube or they were uploading clips to it onto Facebook. So, yeah, the WBA can sink lower because, don't forget, we can get an in interim interim champion we can get a fetter box champion we can get you know i we can we can just get a show every day for two hours a day coming up with nothing but the different versions of champions that the wba can create sickening it's sickening dax we appreciate it um we will uh be taking a break right here and uh, actually we're going to lose you too uh sal because uh, we're going to get larry hazard on the phone but then uh, Sal uh, will be back, and then we got uh, Alex Papali coming up. So, uh, Dax, have a good uh, day. We'll talk to you next time. And, uh, Sal, we'll be back to you in a little bit. And uh, for everyone else, uh, we're going to take a short break, uh, and uh, we'll be back uh, in two. Billy C. will be right back. Hey, fight fans. Check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO Fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.kofantasyboxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man. www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com. And tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. Because we want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to Talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, joining us right now is Boxing Hall of Famer and New Jersey Boxing Commissioner who uh, must be tired. Big night in Atlantic City. Larry Hazard joins us. Good morning, Larry. Yeah, can you hear me, Billy? Yeah, I can hear you, man. I can hear you. Are, are, you, sound, are you, you sound like you. You sound like you're in the distance. Like you, you know, it's hard for me. What's that? I can hear you. I can hear you. Do you want me to call? Do you want me to call you on on another number? No, no, no. This is good. I can hear you. We have a new, uh, the phone system is, uh, was changed without us knowing, so we were scrambling to get everything uh, working today. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, great to have you back. And uh, we'll start off with uh, your event in Atlantic City last night. Uh, Bryant Jennings uh, took care of business against Dimitrenko. 
Um, before you give me your thoughts on the fight, what was the crowd like? Uh, the the version I saw, uh, the view I saw, I should say, from TV was that you had a pretty decent crowd there. Uh, tell me about the uh, the event itself. Well, we had about 3,000 people there. Um, they had to open up, you know, some other areas because it was a very good walkout. But man, what a tremendous venue. It is really, really... Um, Oh, man, it's just pleasure to see how uh, boxing is returning somewhat to what it used to be like in Atlantic City. And, of course, you know, last uh, uh, few weeks ago we had opening at the Hard Rock, which was sold out, and the crowds, the fight crowds, and the, the way the fights are ending. You know, everybody's going home very pleased. We having these dramatic endings, these knockouts. The bouts uh, seem to be very uh, competitive. So it's just, it's just a great feeling, man. Um, you know, it's just a great feeling to see boxing the way it's coming back in Atlantic City. And I'm just hoping that it keeps up. But we had we had some tremendous um, fights last night, and uh, I like I just like the way things are going right now. And I hope it keeps up. Hey, it certainly looks like it's uh, it's going well. Nice crowd, uh, entertaining fights uh, uh, that uh, you guys had in Atlantic City. Uh, Bryant Jennings getting up off the deck and putting Demetrenko on the deck a couple of times um, to win the fight. Uh, I, what was going on? Give us an inside scoop. You know, Demetrenko was, was visibly upset that the fight was stopped after he hit the deck the first time in that final uh, round nine, uh, the, you know, the final round uh, uh, of the fight. Now, he was battered around in the previous round, and it kind of looked like it would have been justifiable to stop it then. I think the referee, and I don't know this for sure, but the referee seemed to say in his mind, hey, listen, if this guy goes down again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save him from himself. And that's what happened. I mean, I thought that the knockdown, the final knockdown, was Jennings' best punch of the night. It was a, a very clean, uh, cleanly landed uppercut. And uh, I, I didn't see what was uh, so upsetting to, uh, to Demetrenko other than the fight being stopped. I thought it was justifiable. From your position as commissioner, what did you think? Well, I agree with the referee's uh, stoppage completely. He followed the proper protocols. And I got no problem with Demetrenko. Uh, that's that competitive spirit. You know, uh, he wanted to continue. But that's why the referee is there. He's there to protect the fighter from himself. And, as you said, when he went down the second time, actually, when the bell, when, when, when the bell saved him, okay, uh, I would have had no problem with the fight being stopped in. But the referee did the right thing. He, he, he had a conference with the doctor. The doctor looked at the fighter, and the doctor advised him. The doctor advised him that if uh, he begins to take a little bit too much more punishment, it would be within his better judgment to stop the fight. And I think he did it exactly at the right time because as the fighter was complaining, he was still wobbling on his knees, on his, uh, his legs. Okay, he, he still wasn't clear. 
He didn't know what was going on. And I remember when I went into the ring uh, to see how the fight it was after the fight was over. He was complaining, and he still didn't know what day it was. So uh, I think that the referee did the right thing. He made the right call at the right time. He gave him his chance. And, of course, uh, he had to protect the fighter from himself. So I have no problem whatsoever on that decision. I thought it was an excellent job by the referee. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I, I wouldn't have argued if the fight was stopped uh, after that um, last knockdown in the eighth round. And I thought the referee gave Demonchenko uh, an opportunity to continue because I didn't think he did have all his faculties. You know, he wasn't responding. Maybe it was a language barrier. I don't know. But uh, he definitely wasn't responding uh, the way the referee was asking him to, you know. So I, I'm with you. I thought that the... Uh, uh, referee uh, did the right thing in, in that particular uh, fight. But uh, uh, moving ahead to uh, the big news, which I think is the big news, even though it wasn't the main event uh, in uh, Belfast yesterday, but Tyson Fury beat Francisco uh, Pineda in, in a heavyweight fight that went the distance and went 10 rounds. But as a result of that fight, um, apparently it's signed, sealed, and delivered, will be officially announced this upcoming week. Tyson Fury will be fighting Deontay Wilder in either November or December. We'll get the exact date and venue, but it will be in Vegas. Um, what's your thoughts uh, on that fight? Because my initial feeling, as much as I like Tyson Fury, I think Deontay Wilder is going to knock him out. And not only is he going to knock him out, I think he's going to knock him out within six rounds. What's your thoughts? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm going to stay away uh, from, from any protection prediction, but I, I, I mean, I just uh, Deontay Wilder you know, the fight that I think everyone wants to see is, you know Deontay Wilder with with the, the real heavyweight um, and, and I think that he has blown that opportunity for the big money, and I think he's also blown the opportunity to show the fans that he is the best heavyweight in the world. Okay? And so now he's getting ready to go and fight who I think what I think is a lesser fight. Okay? When he had the Joshua fight, right there I thought the money was right. I thought the deal was right. I had I thought that the potential for even more money and greater success, okay, was right at his fingertips. And look where we are now. You know, we're talking Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. When a few months, just a few short months ago, we were talking about Deontay Wilder in a mega fight, a fight that would have possibly made his entire career he would have probably made more money than he would have ever dreamed of making as a heavyweight or heavyweight champion. And look where we are. So, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, you know, you, you're good at predicting outcomes, Billy. So I don't see any reason not to believe your, you know, your feelings now. So we'll just have to see what happens. But it's very, very disappointing 
to see how, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder would let such a, a, a fantastic deal, in my opinion, you know, just fly by the wild side. I'm very disappointed in that. Well, look at it this way, Larry. You know, I agree with you. Uh, that I, I was a little upset with Deontay Wilder not taking the Anthony Joshua fight, especially when they offered him $15 million, uh, guaranteed, plus the other fight for $5 million that he could have fought anybody. Uh, so you're looking at a $20 million deal. He could have fought an easy fight, then fight Anthony Joshua. Oh, by the way, with a rematch clause. So, I mean, the guy was in a, a great position. Uh, Deontay Wilder's view was that he felt that it was a 50-50 fight. We also talked that Anthony Joshua against a Tyson Fury when Tyson Fury was back in, in you know his best form would have been a huge fight for England, plus for the heavyweight division. And both of those guys would have made a, a boatload of cash. So the way I see it is that Tyson Fury um, cut a deal. We still don't know what the parameters were. Cut a deal with Deontay Wilder. Um, I feel that Deontay Wilder feels the way I do, that his punching power is going to be too much for Tyson Fury. And should he win this fight, um, he is in a much better position, bargaining-wise, Larry, to fight Anthony Joshua. Now, a win over Tyson Fury gets him that, that linear heavyweight title, so to speak. And I think that he just made himself several more million, if not you know, uh, a, a possible 50-50 fight with Anthony Joshua should Joshua get by Povetkin. So from a business perspective, I actually think Deontay Wilder has made a, a smart move. I think the pressure is on Tyson Fury to, to actually upset the apple cart. What do you think uh, along those lines? Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old school in my thinking when it comes to boxing. I honestly believe and I still believe that anything can happen in boxing. And you got to go for the bird in the hand, man. You know, sometimes the greed could be your downfall. There's always a bigger deal somewhere. Okay, I, I do believe there's always a bigger deal. But this is boxing. This is like a crapshoot. You're rolling the dice in boxing. You've got a bundle of money already right there in your hands. Go for the bundle of money, man, because, you know, careers are short-lived in this sport. And the long-range planning, you know, is okay. But when you got the money right there, I think you go for the short range. And so that's the way I feel about it. And to tell you the truth, you know, I wouldn't count Tyson Fury totally out of a fight against Joshua because he's a heavyweight and he can punch. So he lands that big shot, and that upsets the apple cart all the way around for De uh, for for um, Deontay Wilder, and it's going to be the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. So let's hope that it doesn't happen. But that's the way I feel about that whole situation. He had the money, he had the deal. Go take that money and run with it, okay? And then there's always a bigger deal. Uh, so I think he blew it. I, you know, you're you're right. I mean, there's always, and I've said that many times. There's always another big fight there, you know. Um, but I, I think this is, you know, Tyson Fury. What he does best is he ties his opponents up. He tires them out. He leans on them. 
He's very proficient fighting guys that are smaller than him. The same thing was with the Klitschko brothers, you know. And then once the heavyweight division got to the point where they're all that big, I mean, we're talking about last night Tyson Fury fought a six foot five guy and was inches bigger than him, you know, made him look small. Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw the fight, but I want to know who the ring, uh, uh, the guy who did the uh, interviews inside the ring was towering over Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I'm like, man, how tall is this guy? He's got to be seven feet tall. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I just don't think that Fury will be able to keep Deontay Wilder off of him. So in a way, I think it's a smart business move for Deontay. And he does have a rematch clause. They made that very clear that Deontay Wilder has a rematch clause in this contract. So should Fury win the fight uh, and not just retire like he did after uh, the Klitschko fight, uh, Deontay Wilder will get another shot uh, at, uh, at winning his title back. So, uh, And that fight would be more lucrative money-wise. Listen, don't get me wrong. I think the fight we all wanted to see and I think the fight that the sport needed to see was Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua. Uh, in my opinion, Wilder just dragged his feet. Uh, Anthony Joshua went and had a fight a mandatory. And then, lo and behold, Deontay Wilder comes up with a pretty big fight. I think it's going to do well with pay-per-view. And, um, you know, it's all in Tyson Fury's hands right now. Can he upset the apple cart? I, I, just, I just think Wilder has too much power, Larry. Well, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna refute that because you, you know, you make some very good points. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just one of those type of guys, really, or maybe it's my old age. But, you know, I, I still feel like anything can happen. But you're right. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Um, Wilder's got the punch, and uh, there's a great chance that he could, or that he will, knock Fury out. But I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a little nervous when it comes to those situations. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, Deontay can't take him lightly, and I don't think he will. Um, and I also saw a side of Deontay. You know, I, I'm very critical of Deontay Wilder and his self promotion tactics. I, I gotta kill somebody in the ring. All these things. And and I've I, the only defense I've given Deontay is that he's been forced to do that because he doesn't have a good promoter. But I'll tell you the truth. And not that, you know, I, I, my opinion really hasn't changed. But, you know, I saw a different side of Deontay Wilder um, in the ring with, with Tyson Fury. He was very, he seemed respectful. He was there to, to pull a little uh, promotion. They brought him there for that. They had that little fiasco at the weigh-in. I mean, it was obviously all uh, planned and, and choreographed. Uh, but I, I see a guy in Deontay Wilder that seems very grateful uh, for the fight against Tyson Fury because it must be hitting him financially in a really positive way, Larry. Uh, maybe he's making the same money that uh, that was offered to him from Anthony Joshua's team. And if that were the case, I would think that Deontay made a smart move because he's got a better chance of beating Tyson Fury than he does Anthony Joshua, at least in my opinion. Well, I agree with that. That now that sounds yeah. Well, I agree with that. You know that that sounds pretty good. If that's the way he's thinking, you know. Now all he has to do is go out and beat him. Right, right. 
Well, I mean, listen, I, I do the comparison um, with Tyson Fury's fight against Vladimir Klitschko. And Vladimir Klitschko certainly punches as hard as, as Deontay Wilder when he let his hands go. And he was a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. But the difference between the two yeah. fighters, Larry, is that Deontay Wilder, whether people like him or not, he takes chances. He goes in there to knock his opponent out. If he's got to take a shot, he takes a shot. He showed us that against Luis Ortiz. And I think that style of fighting is going to give Tyson Fury trouble. I think that Klitschko's cautiousness helped Tyson Fury steal that fight and let it go 12 rounds. I, I don't see that happening with Wilder. I, I, I see uh, Tyson Fury being able to land an uppercut on Wilder, which will be the, the, the most susceptible punch that, that Wilder will uh, uh, have to face. But I, I just don't see the pop behind Tyson Fury's uh, punches. I, I just don't see it. I think it's just, you know what? As much as I, I disagreed with Team Wilder's uh, approach to the Anthony Joshua fight, I think they made a smart move with uh, uh, with the Tyson Fury deal. Okay. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, I just do. I just do. Well, you may be right. You know, you, you, you may be right. As long as, like I said, Billy, you know, if the money is there, and the way... You know, you got a you got a good perspective on it. You know, and I, I, I see where you're coming from. So hey look, right there is the deal. So if you don't make the money here, all he has to do is keep winning. Okay? That's what he has to do. So I do think I I really do think that he holds the edge over Tyson Fury. But I think that there's always an outside chance that Tyson Fury, you know, that he can that he can look up and, and, and land that shot. So let's let's just hope that that if it doesn't happen, then Wilder's on his way. Um, Larry, before we let you go, I want to get your thoughts on the announced fight. Um, I, I, let me start by I think uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller is a, a fraud. I, I I can't believe that he has, you know, gotten uh, such a fast track to to this notoriety and everything else. He hasn't fought one person. I mean, this kid over in England, Dillian White. Um, you know, he fought some tough fights. I mean, I think he's fought his way into a you know top five uh, uh, ranking or whatever. But but. Baby Miller, I, I don't think so. I, and now it was announced that he's fighting Tomas Adamak. Um, what's your thoughts on a fighter like Miller, who's, and no disrespect to Adamak, he's a tough guy and everything, but, you know, he's he's well past his prime. He's fighting outside of his, his weight class that really he was extremely successful in. And he's fighting a guy that people are regarding as a, uh, a, a, a world title challenger, just waiting for his opportunity. He's yet to prove it. What's your thoughts on the announcement of uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller against Tomas Adamak? Well, like you said, who, who, who has he fought to earn that shot? You know, and um, I don't. You know, I, I, he's just an average, he big, big baby Miller, to me, is just an average fighter. You know, and I don't, I don't, I'm not excited. I can't, I can't get excited over that. 
you know, what has he done to earn that shot? You know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Where does he go after after this, really? You know, if he wins this, where does he go? That's the Who thing. Does he fight? That's the thing. He's probably going to get uh, a world title shot against either Wilder or or Anthony Joshua. That's that's the most sickening thing for me, you know. And I feel, you know, what makes it so bad. I understand, you know, why they do it. The the promoters, the management, etc. They're protecting the O, the television networks. You know, they're trying to protect uh, the fighters that they want to put on their 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 networks, etc. Um, but you know, it, it, not only doesn't it help the fighter because he never gets a chance to get better against a better level of opposition what's it doing to all the kids that are busting their butts in the gym that are getting bypassed right. you know and and, and right. then you know they're getting bypassed and and they got to be looking in the mirror or, or asking their trainer you know in all honesty i mean what do i gotta do to get a shot why is he getting a shot when I'm doing everything that you tell me to do, coach, and nobody's even mentioning my name, you know? And and I, right. I feel for those guys, Larry. It's That's where the sport is extremely unfair. That I, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, once again, it's a, it's a discredit to these sanctioning organizations also for permitting it. Or having him fight for their title, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good thing, you know, for the sport of boxing. No, no, it's it's not, and it's uh, it's a shame because you know, back in the day. You would work your way, uh, you know, to, into being a prospect, and then you would become a contender. Then you climb that ladder of contendership, beating a guy that's ahead of you, and then the, the number one contender would fight the title holder. I mean, I, you know, we're getting guys that come in out of left field. You never heard of them, and next thing you know, they're fighting for a title, you know. And uh, and the guys that are hanging around as contenders, they, they don't seem to ever get a chance, uh, you know. It's, uh, and, it's a and, shame. And, 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 you know, especially – and it doesn't help the image of the sport. You know, boxing has made a tremendous comeback within the last few years. And now we don't have to go back the other way now. You know, see, and that's what happens. That's what happens every time. We come back, and then we go back the other way. So, you know, we don't need to do that. No. Nope. There's a lot of talent out there now. A lot of the better, the good fighters are fighting the good fighters. The fan, the Friends are getting to see the fights that they want to see, and we got to keep that momentum going. We don't need to take these backward steps to take us back to the way it was a few years ago, and that's what I'm afraid of. I'm with you, my man. That's for sure. Listen, appreciate you coming back on, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to you next week, brother. Okay, brother. All right, Larry, have a good one, man. You too. That's uh, my man Larry Hazard. Uh, giving us uh, his thoughts, and uh, he's always uh, uh, dead on with uh, with everything that we uh, we throw at him, you know. So uh, I appreciate him uh, coming on. Um, you know, I, I, I tell you, the sad thing uh, about um, you know all of uh, the sport is exactly what Larry uh, was uh, was talking about. It's a shame when fighters try to work their way up the ladder 
uh, of the sport today and, you know, eventually, uh, uh, you know, get their shot or they don't get their shot. And, and then, you know, a guy that might have signed with a, uh, the right promoter or whatever uh, immediately gets uh, his or her shot. And that's what the problem is uh, uh, with the sport. I, I just think that um, it's skewed and it's uh, it's not fair. You know, it's like it, it depends who you sign with now. Um, it doesn't matter about your ability. Back with us right now, even though we can't see him, is uh, my man uh, Sal Rocky Senecola. And uh, what do you think, Sal? Well, I just caught the tail end of that. I think you said, you know, pretty much the uh, the way that the the rankings are taking place and the mandatories and you know fighters earning their way into the position versus just buying their way into the position today. It's it. It's a lot different. Well, um, but while you while you work on your camera, um, yeah. I will uh, I, I will re 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 ask the question. It, well, it wasn't really a question. Yeah. What I was saying is, just like you and I have talked many many times, um, we like we want to see a guy that becomes a pro, then um, you know becomes a prospect, then becomes a contender, and then climbs the ladder of contendership. Yeah. You know, fighting the guy. Uh, in, uh, in, in above him, and that's not what's happening now. I mean, uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller's fighting Tomas Adamak. Uh, no disrespect to Adamak, but you know he's he's not relevant to the to the uh, heavyweight division right now. Uh, he's not a top guy. I mean, Baby Miller wants his shot at a world title. He just doesn't deserve it. And it's we've said this time and time again that it's just not fair to the guys that are working their tails off. Uh, in the gym, are you going to switch your camera on or or what? No, the camera's on on my end. That's what I'm. I'm trying to. I, I switched it on and off again, but it's on on my end. Huh? Um, Watch, I'll shut it off. Now. Oh no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me let me see if uh, if we got you. Turned it on. Yeah, no, we we got you. We got you. Good I deal. I got you. Good deal. Hey, you. But uh, anyway, that's what we were talking about. Well, yeah, and 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 you and I have shared this, and we're on the same page again with this. I mean, you know. To actually remember the whole path of, of watching my even my career or, or, or other careers of how you know you're you're moved up and you're fighting you're challenging you know it's like well we're gonna fight a southpaw tonight we want to see how you do against a southpaw uh, we're gonna do this he's got a good right hand uh, jab and uh, he's gonna have a strong uh, strong left. Uh, you slip them. You do this. You'll have uh, you'll have a better time. And you step to your to your left. Stay outside that right foot. Uh, and you know you, you you learn. That's part of the path. That's part of the nurturing. That's part of the exposure that you're supposed to be presented with. So you get that experience. So when you see it again, it's like, hey, I've been here, done that. Let's do it again. Hey, I'm gonna try something else. Boom, and it works. You know. So those are the natural progressions that I miss seeing today with. With hey, let's now get this guy who's well rounded. He's a good fighter all around. He's got some power. He's got his balance. He's got a footing underneath him. He's got some offense. Got some defense. Let's step him up to the next level of competition. Let's see how we can get him to be average to above average to world class. And and that's the natural progression. And then of course when you're fighting the contenders, well, geez, you break into the top ten. Well, now now you're look at this. You're gonna fight somebody in the top ten. Let's get your way up there. 
you know, uh, or, or you keep consistent with fighting better levels of competition outside, uh, but you're still progressing along. So if you're lucky enough while you're in the top 10 to get a title fight, you'll be ready to step up and rise to the level that you've never had to have uh, had that chance or opportunity to have in the past. And that's when it's all on the line. That's when it's all like, hey, I'm looking in the mirror. This is me. I'm ready to be uh, the one who explodes on the scene, and I've got my shot. I'm going to take it. That's it. You know, but and, and it, believe me, Billy, it's just as much emotional and mental as it is physical, uh, in a sense, because you got to believe you belong there. You got to say to yourself, "Hey, this is where I am. This is how I belong here. I'm amongst the greatest, and I'm the best right now." That's that's it. No, hey, listen, uh, you're a hundred percent correct. But uh, in any event, hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when I come back, we're scheduled to get uh, Alex Perpali to join us. And uh, again, I apologize for some of this uh, new phone, newfangled phone system that we were <coughs> thrown into this morning. But uh, we'll get it right. So uh, hang in there. We'll be back in two. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C. He may not have an excellence in broadcasting award, but the night's still young. And he's got martinis. So you never know what may be by morning. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, I'm not so sure if uh, my guys are with me. Are you guys here? Uh, I guess not. Uh, we will have to uh, get back to them right now. Uh, don't know what uh, just happened, but uh, uh, we will uh, get back to uh, Sal and uh, my man uh, Alex in uh, in one second. So uh, uh, hang tight uh, with us there. Um, and uh, I will also uh, uh, wonder uh, what is uh, going on. I mean, now uh, all of a sudden these guys are uh, not available, but. Uh, um, in any event, you know, we were talking about uh, the fights uh, that took place uh, this past weekend. And uh, the big news really uh, is the fact that uh, um, uh, the big fight now is the Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. But I, I think we got Alex here. Uh, Alex, are you with us? I can hear you. Good morning. All right. There you are. All right. Good. We got Alex. Uh, I don't know what happened to Sal, so I'm going to try to work on uh, him, but in the meantime, uh, could you uh, let me know what you thought of first of Tyson Fury's fight against uh, uh, Francisco uh, Pineda? I tell you, I um, didn't get a chance to watch it live, so I watched it this morning, and I had heard the results yesterday evening, um, and I was like, oh boy, I really have to watch this fight. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I looked much, much better than he did last time. And uh, I think that 
even if he gets blown out in two rounds against Wilder, what he has done at this point is, I don't know, I, I was thinking last night, it's one of the biggest comebacks I can think of. If you think that he uh, came back from mental illness, cocaine addiction, uh, morbid obesity, um, and then was able to compete uh, 10 rounds and look pretty good. Uh, he is still one of the, definitely, in terms, it's very interesting because stylistically, um, the matchup between with him and Wilder, you have two so, so very different guys. Um, uh, Fury uh, is really inappropriately named because he is a stylist. He is not a puncher in by no means. Uh, he is not a furious fighter. He's a defensive fighter. Um I don't know. I'm very excited for this fight. Uh, I think he looked really good. Um, I think that you could see, I mean, you know, I'm gushing, uh, but I think that one thing you can sort of put the brakes on in a little bit was that Pianetta was there in a sense to go through the most. I don't think he ever really tried to win, but I think he was faced with the fact that he was the dimensions of the fight didn't favor him in the least. And he's not a puncher, so he couldn't, you know, even up the fight in in that sense. Um, so I think that Fury looked really good uh, for, you know, where he's been. And I'm looking forward to it. I think the fight that, of course, everybody wants to see is Wilder Joshua. But I don't mind uh, watching uh, Wilder Fury as we wait for Joshua. Hey, hey, Sal! You got to turn your uh, mic down a little bit. We're we're hearing every single breath you t and every breath you take. But uh, that, you know, um, in any event, Sal, you and I both feel that uh, you know Deontay Wilder, his punching power might be a little too much for for Tyson Fury. Um, what Alex is is saying. In a nutshell, is you know uh, Tyson Fury can box, and uh, you know he did it against uh, Klitschko. Uh, he did it against uh, <clears throat> a foe last night that he was supposed to do it against. But can he do it against Wilder? Well, that's what we we're gonna find out. You know, when I was listening to you and Larry Hazard, uh, you know Larry speaks in such such realistic and, and incredible. Uh, uh, ways and you know here we were watching the fight last night and uh, all of a sudden we forgot about the rhetoric and all the, the confusion of two months ago with the so-called Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua fight being close to being signed and we're all disappointed we're all you know saying ah they, sh they should have done it now and you know, Larry reminded me, that's really the only fight I really care to see in the heavyweight division right now. However, the matchmakers, promoters, the powers that may be that did this little side dance and step with the calculated risk that's involved, you know, uh, it kind of drowns out the, the, the forefront of what we all thought we'd want to see. And it's filling it up with the fluff and to prevent us from now but hopefully in the future to get the stuff and uh you know i i was it was refreshing to hear larry hazard remind us that hey guess what guys this is all the the side dance i think it's still a calculated risk and not worth the chance when they should have signed sealed and given the fans what we wanted to see the two best or most uh, well-respected known champions to fight each other 
uh, I, I like that segment. And this is the same thing. Right. I think there's going to be a layup, and I think that uh, uh, it's a calculated risk, but I think each fighter should win their respective fights. And we will see that Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, both undefeated fighters, step in the ring. Well, you know, Alex, I I don't think it's going to be a layup for either of these two fighters. No, I, not, I, not, I, I think I, I think that um, Alexander Povetkin is going to give Anthony Joshua all kinds of trouble because, first of all, Anthony Joshua's only weakness that I've seen so far is his inability to fight a shorter fighter. And when you add to the uh, add to that fact that Povetkin can still throw punches. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a knockout guy, you know, and he works the body. I, I think that that's a tough fight. And when you look at the potential fight between Deontay uh, Wilder and and Tyson Fury, it's the same thing. I I, I agree with Sal that I think that. Deontay Wilder is going to win the fight, and I think he's going to win by knockout because I don't think Tyson Fury can can take the punch, and he just doesn't have the punching power to keep Deontay off of him. With that said, I don't think it's going to be an easy fight for Wilder. I, I think that Tyson no. Fury still brings, um, you know, uh, his boxing ability. My my question, Alex, is can he keep Deontay Wilder off of him? I keep using Klitschko as an example in terms of the punching power. But the difference between Klitschko and Deontay is Klitschko fought cautiously. Deontay doesn't. Right. And that that's part of, I think, what's going to make it a lot of fun to watch, not only um, because of their great big mouths uh, and the buildup will be so exciting. Um, and we already saw how it's going to be off color because, um, you know, they were already uh, I, I like the comment. We apologize for some of the industrial strength language. I like that. <laughs> but that guy was a monster. How tall was he? Did you yeah, realize? Did you realize he was over, he was towering over Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder? You had to forget how big Maybe those he was guys on were. A podium. Maybe he was on a no, stand. he wasn't, Sal. He was in the ring, and Tyson Fury six foot nine. Deontay Wilder six foot seven. Uh, Tyson Fury six foot nine, and they were both looking up to this guy. I'm like, geez, what? what how tall is he? he? Had to be seven foot. He had to be. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's so fascinating about this to me that, you know, we have, we're in, this is a great time, as much as we don't, I don't know, the heavyweight division is very, very exciting right now. It's not that, we don't know if we have like a spectacular in terms of the depth of talent. I'm not sure we could say that, but we have a situation where there's a lot of different styles, interesting personalities, um, and there's some good matchups being made. You're right. There's some caca matchups being made, as always. This is boxing, of course. Um, but I do think that if we get this fight, and it's still a long way off, because remember, there's been a couple of times where Fury, you know, had pulled out of fights for, didn't he want, uh, there was going to be a rematch with Klitschko, and what didn't he pull out of one of those? Um, so who knows? It, we're still a long way. Um, but let's hope it happens. Uh, it's going to be very, very big. It's a great heavyweight uh, fight for our time because, um, oh, well, the, I'm sorry, I got lost the, from the question. In terms of stylistically, can Fury keep Wilder off? Yes, I think he can because Fury punches very much straighter than Wilder. And 
remember, even though he's not a, like I was saying, we have different styles of heavyweights. Fury doesn't hit hard, but he's still a heavyweight. You don't necessarily have to put a guy on his ass with your power. If you break his rhythm and break it with, uh, you know, timing wise, he's not going to want to come in. Um, and that's what happened with Klitschko. You're right. Klitschko hesitates a hell of a lot more than Deontay Wilder does. But um, that's why it's going to be a sloppy mess of a fight. They're going to need a very big, very strong referee like a David Fields. Um, it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm very, very excited for it because the, th- the parts of them, Wilder hits very hard. Chin, we don't know. It's not that great from what we've seen. you got to get to the chin. Um, Fury is very elusive. Uh, Fury is very... Wilder's going to ha- have a very hard time getting to his chin. Uh, it's. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. I would favor Wilder, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Alex, we're, we're, uh, we're having some uh, technical difficulties with your stream. I know, Sal, you're, you're, you're fine. Um, I'm but, fine. Uh, yeah, I'm breathing. But, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's going to boil down to... Um, Deontay Wilder being able to deal with um, Tyson Fury's jab. I think if Tyson Fury can establish his jab Probably, and, and, and keep uh, uh, keep moving, uh, you know, and neutralize Deontay. If 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 Tyson Fury can control the ring, if Tyson Fury can can become a ring general. Uh, and jab and move and, and, and have Deontay chasing him, trying to land that bomb uh, and then tie him up. I mean, that, basically, I just went over Tyson Fury's whole uh, style. If he can accomplish what he normally does, then, you know, we may end up with a different uh, outcome. I just don't know if Tyson Fury will be able to keep um, Deontay off of him. Well, Bill, and and that is what I can envision to give Tyson Fury any type of real good uh, competitive edge there. I mean, he's got to go to school. They got to come out with a disciplined game plan, and he's got to learn. And I, I mean, he knows how to do this. He's got about thirty pounds on Deontay Wilder. He's going to have to tie him up. He's going to have to lean on him. He's going to have to wear Deontay Wilder out round after round by using his body mass. And like I said. Uh, use those arms, tie him up. Now, Deontay Wilder uh, has got to go to school and, and, and uh, you know, learn a few wrestling moves, if you will, just to shake it loose. If, if, if uh, you know, Tyson Fury's going to tie him up, he's got he's to learn the easy way out, and he's got to be mobile. He's got to be, be able to sidestep, to, to hit on the, on, on the way out, uh, to hit on the way in. He's got to be... Uh, nimble. He's got to be flexible. He's got to be uh, uh, able to 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 negate what Tyson Fury is capable of doing, and that's going to be tying him up, leaning his body mass on him, and trying to tire him out. Uh, hey. So, with go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I I I thought you had finished your thought, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was. No, gonna... I did. I finished my thought. It was just going to be rhetoric. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we <laughs> seem to have gotten Alex back, um, and uh, Alex, I, you know. Sal and I were talking earlier uh, about um, Deontay Wilder's decision, uh, you know, basically not to take the money. And and like Larry emphasized earlier, too, you know, we all at one point 
felt that Deontay Wilder made the wrong decision, that he should have taken the $15 million guaranteed to fight Anthony Joshua, plus they threw in that other $5 million to fight anybody. I mean, you're looking at $20 million for a, a layup fight and then a showdown with Anthony Joshua in his next two fights. Uh, you know, I still believe it was a mistake. However, now you throw in Tyson Fury in the mix, there has been no numbers thrown around. I'm assuming that Tyson Fury is going to make the majority of the money. Uh, however, I do believe that this is a game changer for Deontay Wilder should he win this fight, like I think he will. When it comes time to renegotiate with Anthony Joshua, he just puts several million dollars, if not double-digit million dollars, in his pocket. And maybe he's even justified... Uh, a 50-50 split or at least a 60-40 split. What's your thoughts from a business perspective, uh, this move from Deontay Wilder to fight uh, Tyson Fury? Oh, I think it's great. I think a business move, it's brilliant. Um, it's an easier fight. In a way, he set the clock back uh, to 2016. This is the fight we wanted to see in 2016 um, oh when Fury beat um, Klitschko. Um, in, in, you know, the greatest upset no one would ever want to see again. Remember, that was a dull, dreary fight, but stylistically, it was, it was amazing because Fury, Klitschko had absolutely the dominant heavyweight champion of like that, the era had no answers for a guy that wasn't really beating him up. He was just beating him to the punch consistently. So I, that's the thing about this is Fury's style can be befuddling. Um, we haven't seen Wilder deal with anyone who's frustrated him. Um, Fury's big enough and strong enough and his arms are long enough. It's going to be a gangly mess of a fight. Uh, I'm very excited for it. It's going to make a lot of money. I mean, think about it. These guys are both, it's a perfect fight for our time. They are both big mouths who say outrageous, disgusting uh, things, and um, you can't help but uh, you know pick sides. It's USA versus UK. I mean, I think it's going to be this is a win-win for boxing because um, uh, as long as they don't get too disgusting along the promotion, um, which I'm sure they will, uh, it. Um, it's going to bring a lot of attention to the sport. It's going to make for a fun fight. I'm not sure it's going to be a pretty fight, that's for sure. And I don't know if it will. If it's a knockout, it's going to be a late knockout. I don't think, um, I, I don't know, Wilder, I, I don't think highly enough yet uh, in terms of his boxing ability. And Fury can box. He is going to give him problems. Yeah, I, listen, I'm with you there. Uh, as we wrap it up here, I, I'm with you there, and I've argued with Sal over this endlessly, but where Sal and I do agree, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder's, uh, you know, I don't think he's got boxing ability. I don't. I think he's a one-trick pony, but that one trick is punching power, and that's the one thing I think that Tyson Fury, his weaknesses, although he's been able to survive, he hasn't fought a guy... I, don't, I just don't think that it's going to be safe for him to try to tie up Deontay and lean on him and do all those things. I, I, I Listen, I'm interested in the fight. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to look forward to it for sure. I mean, we got a couple of uh, really good heavyweight fights coming up. We got AJ against uh, uh, Povetkin and then, of course, 
uh, now the uh, the discussion that we've been having all day today, uh, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. Uh, both fights have rematch clauses in it, so should the favored uh, fighters, uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, uh, both lose, we'll see a rematch with those. And then don't forget, we got Fred Quendo in the mix. I mean, this is a guy that's just chomping at the bit. You had uh, Trevor Bryan, he's another champion. Manuel Char, he's another champion. And Big Baby Miller, he's fighting Tomas Adamak. Uh, who uh, was uh, the government let get off Social Security so he could fight this fight? I, I mean, you know, I, it's it's a it's a great new day for uh, the heavyweight division, guys. Well, I mean, I'd love to see uh, Bryant Jennings versus Big Baby Miller. Um, well, I'd they- like to see Big Baby Miller fight anybody that you know is is somewhat relative to the division right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think that's the the stinker uh, in the in the immediate heavyweight uh, boxing schedule is um, Big Baby Miller versus Thomas Adamek. There's no need for that. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't help either one of them at all. Um, Adamek really, you know, he he should be done. Um, well, I'll and, be rooting uh, for him. I'll be rooting for him against Miller. I think uh, Jarrell Miller is a fraud. Well, see, I don't know. To me, I, I like him. Who's he fought? Who did, who did he fight? Show me a fighter that he fought. No, no, but just show me a fighter that he fought that you could say, wow, you know, he did beat so-and-so who is a decent fighter. I mean, he's got none, none, not even one. At least, and I've said that about Wilder, but at least Wilder has Luis Ortiz on his resume now. True. I'm not saying that I think he's, you know, the best fighter in the world, the best, you know, he's the heir apparent to the throne. But um, he's a guy who I enjoy watching. Be, number one, he throws a lot of punches. He does. And in the heavyweight division, I think that's sorely needed. That's a breath of fresh air. So, uh, hey, God bless him for that. Uh, he's another guy with a big, disgusting mouth. So he brings uh, excitement to the game. Um, I, I like Big Baby. Well, you know what? I liked Baby Huey, too, but uh, and I don't mean Huey Fairy. But uh, I, you know what? And Sal and I talk about this all the time. We like fighters that, that, that talk but back it up. M- Miller hasn't backed up anything. Uh, you know, Deontay does. I, I got to give Deontay Wilder credit. He says he's going for the knockout, and he does because that's all he can do. But still, he does it. You know, and I did see a more uh, respectful uh, Deontay Wilder uh, with the Tyson Fury thing. He kissed his hand. I don't know if you you caught that. He kissed his hand. Um, well, they, 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 hand it's going to help make you make you twenty million dollars. Right, right. Well, you know the the other thing is is not only did he he kissed his his taped up hand. Uh, they were very respectful to each other. Yes, they dropped the f bomb to the uh, to the interview with Chagrin. Uh, and and I just want to say this. I want to say this. You know, I've always liked watching fights on HBO. As everyone knows, I can't stand Mario Ronaldo, uh, but I will make a statement right now. Showtime has officially knocked out HBO when it comes to watching fights on TV. Now, they promoted that this fight uh, with Tyson Fury and and Piata, uh, as well as the main event with Carl Frampton going up against Luke Jackson, was going to be on their YouTube page. Uh, on their Facebook stream. I, even you, Alex, you had asked me, and I said, oh, yeah, it's going to be on YouTube. Well, guess what? Showtime threw it on Showtime Extreme, and I That's got awesome. to see, uh, you know, Steve Farhood there. We got the British broadcast. It was nice to see 
that, yes, it was available on streams, but it was also available on TV. That's what these guys have to do. I applaud Showtime for doing that and not jumping in uh, to the streaming world with both feet right now. It's going to be there uh, in the next 12 to 18 months where that's going to be our option only. But uh, and, and for them also to announce that the Fury uh, Wilder fight will be on Showtime pay-per-view, I think that that was a smart uh, move as well. So uh, I was glad to uh, to see that. But uh, guys, listen. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool that it's uh, to hear that it was on Showtime Extreme because I just watched both of them, Fury and Carl Frampton, on YouTube. And the YouTube thing I saw, Frampton had Russian uh, commentators. So I'm going to definitely see if I could catch a replay on Showtime Extreme. Um, I do think that uh, last night um, I really enjoyed the team, uh, ESPN's team, Tessator, Kriegel, and Tim Bradley. And I, I thought that both those fights, that uh, the super middleweight fight and the um, uh, Jennings. Jennings Dimitrenko fight were very entertaining. No, I uh, thought they were. I thought they were entertaining. Was, was Andre Ward on that too? Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. Andre Ward. Too. He he was good. I, listen, that Mark Kriegel. It doesn't fit in. I, I love Timothy Bradley, Joe Tessitore. Better. I, I don't know. I like him. He's he's definitely in that Larry Merchant style. Yeah, but who of needs a him? more cerebral storytelling um, background of the fights. I enjoy that. Yeah, but you right. know, you know what the so. difference is. The difference is Larry Merchant was a boxing guy, and I never was a huge fan of Larry Merchant. So I'm not just you know cutting up Kriegel, but Kriegel's not. He's not. He's he's a he's more of a. You see, you like him because he's a journalist and he's all of that. You like that he's side of him. Yeah, I know. He's a word guy. He's a big fan. And, and guys like Sal and I, we don't want the big fancy words. We like the you know we like to cut and dry. Show us that he's true. I have to say. I know. I know. So, don't don't, don't say well. much. You know. But hey, listen, guys. Uh, we're yeah, gonna pack it in. What? Can I just say one more? Come thing? Come on, Columbo. I'm running out of time I'm here. Sorry. Hey, uh, Sal, I, I'd like it if you go back to the Billy C mug over that one you're using today. I know. I saw that. I will. I'm really disappointed in Sorry. Sal. Plus, he's not even you know, showing it to the camera. You're like, we're seeing your shoulder. Something's going on, and it's I don't, I'm not blaming Sal. It's our new system. I tell you? It's our I new watched system. the mug in, 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 uh, in my being zealous to, to – to, and I, I hand wash a lot of our, our my dishes and stuff. I went a little too uh, too hard, and I. Oh to no! You took up. the mustache off. No, oh, what I, a I bastard! I took your mustache off. I clean shaved you, pal. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> your eyebrows are gone. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna hey, there goes there goes my dream of being Groucho Marx. But uh, and when we when we reconvene on the next show, I promise you're gonna be in full regalia. You're gonna be on there, and it's gonna be. One sip up on you. Hey, listen, I'm not going to Regalia. I'm going to be in Lake George as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. But listen, guys, I appreciate it. To everybody out there, uh, make sure that you tune in uh, next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, until then, uh, we'll be uh, watching boxing and keep you updated. Hey, don't forget, if you have an uh, email uh, and you want to uh, get it uh, talked about on the show, just make sure you drop me an email, Billy at Talking. Boxing, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. But most importantly, on our YouTube stream, uh, if you want your questions, comments, concerns, part of the live show, you got to send us a super chat. But uh, in any event, hey, listen, uh, make sure that you show up next time 
Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.